you asked and we have delivered partially we still have a lot to go but if you're not familiar this is the playmakers corner podcast i am one of the hosts cody stoffer and we are going to be doing requests for anyone who has sent them in or has asked for requests of other players and this is my first episode and our first episode doing so so please enjoy the requests for playmakers corner edition i am cody stoffer and you know, we're going to be breaking down some players. And right now, I got Aiden Bartko, six foot five, 205-pound quarterback out of Niwot High School. He is a quarterback, got 3.116 GPA. And just to read some quick stats about Aiden, you know, he's been a three-year starter from the looks of it. And he, you know, this past season, we didn't get as many games, of course. He played six games, but he posted his best TD to INT ratio with 11 to 4 which was an improvement from his 13 to nine last year and a huge, huge step forward from his sophomore year where he threw two TDs to nine interceptions or to seven interceptions, pardon me. This was a request from originally Nico Kemp 22 on tick on our TikTok of top five class of 2021 quarterbacks in Colorado on the Griffin Loritano video. If you still have not watched that episode, please do watch our top five quarterbacks of 2021. But anyways, Aiden Barco, you know, there were certainly some things that I liked, but I think that he still has quite a bit of room for growth before he can consider playing at a Division I level and maybe even a Division II level. So Aiden Barco, you know, I'll go ahead and start off with some of his strengths. So Aiden did improve every single year as a starter, you know, from 2-7 to to 13-9 to 11-4 on a shortened season, mind you. And, uh, you know, that's something that we certainly like to see here at Playmakers Corner is that they could be coached up. And, you know, uh, I, I did some research on Aiden and, you know, a, a lot of people say that he is really easy to coach. And so I appreciate that and I respect that. And, you know, as a college coach, that is something that you like to see is, is that steady improvement. I do also want to say that Aiden's arm strength is really good considering he only throws with his arm a lot of the time, you know. He's able to flick his wrist and sail the ball 40 yards down the field. You know, that's basically the bare minimum that you want for playing that college ball at the next level. And also at times, Bartko shows really good capability of uh, anticipating routes with his receivers. And I think that that might be a chemistry thing, but you know, I think it also shows work in the film room and knowing the defense that he's playing against. And lastly, but not least, Aiden will hang in and take some massive hits to complete throws, especially like bulleted throws over the middle. Um, that's where I think I really saw some of his arm strength being there because he wasn't able to step into throws. He's actually getting knocked backwards and still able to complete some passes. So kind of reminiscent of arm strength wise and, and throwing style wise of LR3. But, you know, there are quite a few areas of improvement for Aiden here. I think that, you know, Aiden, Aiden is a turnover machine, low-key. If you look at his totals of 26 TDs to 20 interceptions throughout the course of high school, that's a pretty big red flag, you know, whether that's too much confidence in his arm or just not making the right read. You know, I think Aiden, a lot of the time, throws to his first read. So I could see where a lot of those mistakes could potentially happen. And also being responsible for a handful of fumbles. You know, it's almost like an even ratio at the high school level. 
and that's not exactly encouraging as at a college as a college coach especially in the conference that Nywat is in I also think that Aiden has a lot of work to do on his drop back uh, I think it's really inconsistent and I also think that it could lead to some injuries if I'm being completely honest with you it doesn't look super sturdy whether that's planting to throw or just dropping back in the first place so you know I'd like to see probably some more individual work there and working on some more footwork drills and creating a more consistent drop back for sure and I also think that you know the biggest the biggest problem that I had with Aiden Barco's film is that his release comes off to me as super lazy. I already said that he only throws with his arm. And if you listen to our top five quarterbacks in 2021, you know, I, I do get pretty picky about releases, but Aiden's definitely isn't a top five release in the state, I'd say. You know, he only throws with his arm and he doesn't step into any of his throws. And that's a major red flag for me. That's going to cause burnout in your shoulder. And additionally, I think it also inhibits the high end of Barco's potential. I think that Aiden, while showing some solid physical traits and, you know, um, making an all-conference team, you know, congratulations to that, and, you know, improving every year, I just don't see him being ready at an FCS or FBS level. I'd say that if you're a Division II school, that, you know, you could, t you could take a chance on, on Aiden here. But if a Aiden... If you're listening, I'd say that the best thing that you could do if you wish to further your football career, you know, you have solid size so that you got that going for you and you've, you've shown success. I think that if you could go to a junior college, um, we did a pretty long series on junior colleges and kind of what that looks like and, you know, also did some reviews of the most recent season of Last Chance U. I think that you could use the that collegiate coaching because there's still NCAA experience on those coaching staffs. So I think that that would be your best route to further your football career. But that does it for Aiden Barco. And Aiden, I wish you the absolute best of luck heading forward. And if you have any further questions or if you want to come on to the show and, you know, hash some things out, uh, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. Best of luck. Back here on Playmaker's Corner, Requests Edition, and this recent request is Ben Cruz. This request was sent in by at just.duke, Dylan Duke, on TikTok from our Tristan Graf recap. And Ben Cruz, he's a running back at Mona High School, 5'8", 165 pounds, so definitely on the smaller side. And, you know, I think that's a place where I'll start with you know, weaknesses as far as what scouts are looking at and areas of improvement if possible. So, you know, obviously being 165 pounds, it's not the best look, you know, trying to get looks in, into the collegiate level. But, you know, I'm not going to say that it's impossible to get looks at the collegiate level at 165 pounds. I've known plenty of people who are smaller who got those same looks. I'd say for Ben Cruz, just obviously know your worth, but also at the same time, kind of take what you can get and then prove yourself from there and you can always move up. So I, I'm going to list a couple, other, well, a couple other weaknesses of Ben Cruz. And I think one of them is it, I'm, I'm going to address the scheme of Pomona. So at Pomona, there's definitely like a committee approach in the backfield, you know, 
quarterbacks are getting handoffs. Other running backs are getting handoffs. Wide receivers are getting handoffs. So, you know, Ben Cruz doesn't have a very large sample size when it comes to, you know, when it comes to total carries. I mean, he has 143 total career carries. And that's just, you know, some players get that in one season. And that makes it really hard for, for you to leave an impression for scouts when, when your sample size just really isn't that big. Um, I'd also say that Ben Cruz, for, you know, the agility that he has and the speed that he can show, doesn't get a lot of targets out of the backfield, whether it's screens or uh, Texas routes. There's just not really a whole lot of looks of Ben catching the ball. And I think that that's just unfortunate. And last but not least, I don't think that Ben Cruz necessarily has Division One speed at this point in time. Now, Ben, if I'm wrong, go ahead and correct me and send me your 40 time. But I do notice that on a lot of highlights, you end up getting caught from behind. That That's kind of a red flag from a scout perspective, from a coaching perspective. But with those areas to address, um, I will talk about some things that Ben Cruz does really well. And obviously, change of direction and cuts are Ben Cruz's best strength, I'd say. He has taken and snatched multiple defenders' ankles throughout his time in high school. And that's a lot of fun to watch. And it's it happens so swift. And I, I will put say that is a huge testament to Ben's balance as well as, you know, the, the discipline on waiting for just the right time and, and that ability to be able to cut on a dime. So that is really impressive. And then I will also say that, you know, following those cuts, Ben can get back up to speed super fast. He may not have, you know, he may not be the fastest running back in Colorado out of Pomona, but he does get back up to top speed really fast following the cut or never even leaves top speed or top gear. So that's really impressive. And, you know, definitely I, I could see Ben Cruz being a change of pace back, maybe like a, you know, I'd say almost the exact same role that he served at Pomona based off of his workload and, and what other backs did, you know, that kind of, you know, looking for that boom kind of play because Ben Cruz did average seven yards per carry whether I don't remember if it was over his senior year or over his career in high school, but huge yards per carry absolutely can bust off 20 yard runs super easily, I'd say. And Pomona plays some very solid competition. You know, they, they go against the Valors, the Creek, the, the Creeks, the um, Regis Jesuits of the world. So, you know, Pomona is in a solid place in 5A football. And I think that that certainly helps them out. But, you know, it, when you only have 924 yards over a career versus, you know, guys like Q Jones, who, well, this isn't entirely fair because Q Jones was the number one running back in the state, but ran for over 1,800 yards. It's it's really hard to get those same looks. And so I'd say, you know, Ben Cruz, uh, I'd like to see him, you know, at the Division two level, or, you know, you can even play some Division three football, some Juco football. And I think you can make an impact for those teams, especially if you're able to contribute on the special team side of things. I'd say work on that and work on vision as far as, you know, being a returner potentially, because you do have some very good agile moves. But, you know, I wish you the best of luck, Ben. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this breakdown from me, go ahead and message us at Playmakers Corner on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter or TikTok. Thank you.
All right, this is one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer, and we are back with another Playmakers Corner request. This request was put in by Gavin White off of TikTok on our Tristan Graf video. Once again, if you have not listened to our top five class of 2021 running backs episode, please check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and almost anywhere else you can find a podcast, including Anchor. But he asked, what about Zeke? So let's talk about it. Ezekiel Pierce, he's running back out of Rappo High School, 5'9", 202 pounds. And uh, Rappo is my alma mater, in case you guys didn't know. But, you know, Zeke has, he has some really strong qualities. I really like the way that Zeke runs between the tackles. He's not afraid to cut back inside. A lot of running backs in the state, they just jump outside to where the green grass is, assuming that that's going to treat them best. But Zeke isn't afraid to just put his head down and put his shoulder down and gain, you know, four or five more yards that are more hardly earned than a lot of other running backs that are a lot faster that can just run around. So, you know, talking about... Zeke's strengths, I will say that I appreciate Zeke if you're listening to this or anybody else who's looking to put together their highlight reel as a running back. Put your pass blocking film in. That is huge for colleges because if you can't pass block, then there's no reason to put you in on third down. That's that was hugely appreciated. And Zeke did a solid job. He picked up some he picked up some blocks, you know, against some really solid teams. You know, he slowed down Malik actually from our top defensive lineman episode once again if you haven't listened to that that's anywhere you can find a podcast top defensive lineman class of 2021 colorado but you know he he was able to slow him down and also picked up some more chips and prevented some some sacks that would have easily happened so definitely a uh, excellent addition to zeke's game but let's start talking about zeke ezekiel pierce the running back i think that you know outside of not being afraid to cut in between the tackles and cut inside. Zeke also runs super hard. He's never taken down by one person, never taken down by leg tackles, runs really strong. I'd, and I'd be interesting, interested to know what his squad is because he looks super powerful and he always falls forward, at least in, in his uh, highlight reel. And I'd also say that Zeke also has a really solid jump cut, you know, for, for a guy to be able to just stop and then, actually juke like two whole yards sometimes to where the opening is that's really impressive and i don't think that you see that enough on the high school level to really appreciate how difficult that it is you know because we just see it on the professional level all the time but zeke has a very solid jump cut and runs super hard and is a consistent pass blocker i'll I'll say that consistent now some areas of improvement for zeke and you know some of these are really tough to improve on and not really too much that Zeke could do about it I don't think so first off Zeke only has one year of film you know it's it's like a three minute highlight reel um and because Zeke was a first year starter so that's impressive to be a first year starter as a senior and to run as well as Zeke did but you know um a lot of these other guys that we've talked about they've been in the starting rotation for two three sometimes even four years um so that that's definitely something that doesn't help the looks as well as you know i played at rapo and he just doesn't get a lot of opportunities to run a variety of routes and i don't think that's a part of zeke's game and you know that to be a one-dimensional i mean he did catch passes don't get me wrong but you know there's swing passes or flat passes so you know those aren't necessarily those those don't knock anyone's socks off i'll say um and then lastly i'd say that zeke for as strong as he is and for as good as his jump cuts are, I don't think that Zeke has Division One football speed. 
and that's something that's super hard to to capitalize on and to improve because you're kind of speed is like kind of genetic to an extent i mean you can certainly get faster but zeke would have to get considerably faster with that being said however i do think ezekiel pierce i think that he is capable of playing college football on the next level you know he's he's pretty stout at 200 pounds and i also think there's potential for him to even play fullback on the next level with his blocking in the passing game i think that he could be an excellent lead blocker and i think that he's probably a division two guy so i'd say that zeke if you have like preferred walk-ons to some places or partial scholarships even to division two programs i'd say that that is right in the ballpark of you know where you can really excel and improve your game and make use of those college facilities so if you have any questions comments or concerns message us on tiktok instagram twitter the whole nine and that does it for ezekiel pearson i wish you the absolute best of luck zeke i am one of your hosts cody stoffer and here we are back with another edition of Playmakers Corner Requests. And here we got Mason Veeve. Out of Erie High School, Mason's size is 5'10", 190 pounds. And Mason is primarily a running back, but also just overall athlete as far as looking at recruiting. Mason was requested by Bridget Tachi on TikTok on our Tristan Graf video. And once again, if you have not checked out our episode of top five running backs class of 2021 go ahead and give that a look and upon further investigation mason veeve is somebody who if we were to re-rank the list would probably crack into that top five mason is a phenomenal athlete so but while there's a lot to talk about positive wise i'm going to first talk about some things that he could work on so mason one thing that he does do is slow down to stiff arm so <laughs> You know, obviously you want to be able to make all of your moves going full speed. And Mason is capable of doing almost every other move going full speed. So in the future, I'd definitely like to see him retain his speed while stiff arming. At least a little bit better than he currently does. Because he does like wait or sometimes entirely stop to stiff arm. Depending on the type of run that we're looking at. I will also say that on the receiving end of things, while Mason is super fast... The routes aren't super good. Um, they're either rounded sometimes instead of crisp cuts, or you know they're just not super convincing. So I wouldn't ask too much of Mason from a you know wide receiver or receiving kind of role, other than the fact that I know that he can catch. So no super complex routes that I saw, and um, the routes that I did see, while successful, weren't the crispest and I don't think translate as well to the next level but that really kind of does it for weaknesses for Mason because Mason is one of the reasons why we call this podcast playmakers corner podcast and Mason is a heck of a playmaker Mason arguably has the nastiest spin move in the state of Colorado and yeah I, I'll go on record saying that at least out of uh, senior running backs that I've seen Mason also has incredible vision, and Mason doesn't only show this on the, you know, in the, from the position of running back, but Mason is also a threat to take any kickoff or, 
you know, return to the house between his speed and vision, being able to find the hole and find the lane and hit it going a million miles an hour. So Mason's film was super fun to watch because he really does impact every facet of the game, whether he's throwing touchdowns as a Wildcat quarterback, running the ball out of the backfield, or as a Wildcat quarterback, catching touchdown passes from a slot receiver position primarily, or taking kickoffs back to the house. And I played against this guy. Well, I shouldn't say play. I coached against this guy. And I can tell you firsthand that he is an absolute wrecking machine. And he's also a big playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. But I would definitely recruit him as an athlete. And if you don't believe me and his threat to score at any moment in time, he has scored 35 touchdowns in the past three years and is responsible for 10.6 a points a game so yeah you just you really can't ask for that kind of production anywhere else and I know that last year maybe a concern would be 3a but Mason Vive was also able to do a lot of the same things and arguably was on pace to even shatter his previous you know stats from his junior year as a senior if there was a full season at the 4a level so seeing him be able to translate that those same dangerous capabilities from 3a to 4a doesn't really make me concerned about the competition that he did it against and he, he was responsible for almost 3,000 yards in his high school career so Mason Vive is definitely a guy to look at I I don't think Mason has committed to any school thus far I've looked through his Twitter and Mason was the north um, the northern conferences offensive player of the year so you know that just shows how dangerous this guy is on the offensive side of the ball. I'd love to have him on my offense and special teams. And I think that Mason is a division one football player. Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, I even say that he should have a chance of going power five, honestly, from a talent and, you know, raw physical tools perspective, as well as just having really good vision and improving every year. Just it, there's a lot of good signs for me looking at Mason Vive, and I have no idea how many offers he has or what offers he's looking at, but he should have offers from bigger schools. I definitely think he's a D1 guy, FCS at the absolute least. So Mason, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anybody who knows Mason wants to let us know, go ahead and DM us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever. And Mason, I wish you the absolute best moving forward. And, you know, if you ever want to come onto the show, just let us know. We'd love to have you. Anyways, that does it for this request breakdown of Mason Vive. And that actually concludes this entire episode of Playmakers Corner Podcast. Keep sending in those requests and have a wonderful holiday weekend.